All right, go ahead. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Tentacle Question. Today we'll be discussing the new Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. There will be myself, Richard Granin, Pierre XO as normal, and we're very lucky today we have with us our special guest, Mr. Picky Mickey. Hey, what's up, boys and girls? So we're going to be talking about propaganda, brainwashing, and the responsible use, if there can be such a thing, of uh, social media. So, gentlemen, what did you think of uh, the Social Dilemma documentary? Ooh. Pretty heavy, man. I feel I feel like I'm really in tune with a lot of layers with social media, but after watching that, I learned actually a lot more. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I was actually, it was pretty frightening, um, especially towards the end. I mean, and also they kind of use this really spooky music throughout the whole thing, kind of this yeah. horror movie type of vibe. So you're just like, ah! It's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. I, I actually, on the way over, on the taxi ride over here, I think one of the things that stood out for me was when you talk about social media, I made a documentary about the dangers of social media and one of the counter arguments is, oh, it's just a tool, it's pH neutral. And this uh, documentary really puts that to bed, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just a tool. Yeah, I like that point. That, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he, uh, he said that it's not a tool when the tool uses you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You compared it to a bicycle, right? And we're saying, like, if you have a bicycle, that's a tool. The bicycle doesn't sit there emotionally provoking you, winding you up. Like, if you don't use it, it doesn't start sending you notifications going, right. come back. Yeah. These things are not just... Yeah. Uh, not naive, simple tools for us to use. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I learned that was slightly new information. I feel like in the back of our minds, we kind of all knew that, but yeah, as he was comparing it to a bicycle, a bicycle isn't a living, breathing entity, but your phone and your social media is. Like there is, it's breathed. It's, it almost is, it, it is conscious mm. because it knows when you're not looking at it. So yeah. it sends you messages. So you're not just dealing with a knife that you can either make dinner or not with or stab mm -hmm. somebody. It's mm -hmm. actually a breathing, living mechanism yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like influencing you to do shit. And I love the comparison uh, where you talked about, you know, comparing movies like Terminator and all these kind of AI sci-fi films where people think like, oh my God, this is the future. It's going to be some robot mm -hmm. controlling everyone. And he's, and he's basically like, no, the AI is here right now and it's not some scary robot guy or some, you know, robot militia. It's literally yeah. this invisible force that's kind of guiding everything. And that, that's what makes it so dangerous, isn't it? Is, is that if we saw robots walking down the street, we'd know where the problem was. Yeah. We'd know how to fight. Yeah. But you said uh, a couple of times when we were watching it, like, it's, it's yin. It's in the yin. It's not a yang thing. The danger is all in the, that, which you, that which is not and that which you can't see. Um, mm. And it does r literally condition the unconscious mind as well, I think. It's all unconscious. I think... There is only, like, we literally only see the tip of the iceberg. We only see what we think we're supposed to see. We think that we're the ones really controlling what we're even typing in on it, what we what shows up in our algorithm, what yeah. we want it to do. But it's actually 98% like of it is all fed through us from reading our behaviors over and over and over again through the algorithm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these things I was aware of before the documentary, especially from the, the one gentleman with the dreadlocks. Can't remember his name. Yeah. Sharon Lania, yeah. Yeah, he, he made Smart a few videos on YouTube like two years, two three years ago. He's mm -hmm. been talking about this stuff for a while. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard about that, I remember, I remember it changed. I remember when the algorithm changed. And you started seeing like not stuff from people's feed yeah. or stuff that people posted, but you start seeing stuff that was geared toward toward you. Yes. And yeah. I stopped. I remember stopped getting when I started getting less likes on my 
personal Facebook and private Facebook because like right. people just don't see the stuff I post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, that was just a big change. Yeah. I, I realized I, I couldn't go to Facebook for information, you know. Yeah, I, I remember when they did that change. Do you remember it? People yes. got really pissed. They were yeah. like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Why am I only seeing, I yeah. want to see everybody's. And then yeah. Instagram then changed to the same algorithm, which was like, let me just feed you what we already know that you like. And then yeah. now everyone just got used to it. So we're just rolling with it. This is the new exactly. normal. Hyper-normalization, <laughs> baby. Yeah, the, what I remember of Facebook in the early days was uh, I was I was clinging to MySpace. And I was like, I'm not going on that Facebook thing. I'm on MySpace. I'm happy on yes. MySpace. Moved across to Facebook. And it was just like a better version of MySpace. And it was literally just like you say. It was what your friends and family are doing. Mm-hmm. They post the photo you see it. And I think studies have been done where they've actually shown you how much of the screen now is actually advertising. So advertising is in, in the middle of what you're reading. It comes up, it looks like a post, but it's actually a sponsored post. So mm. it looks natural. Oh, right, yeah. And then that whole section on the right that used to be just dead air, they were like, well, we can't have any dead space. Monetize yeah. every inch of, of screen that you possibly can. So there is that slow march towards really coercing people's consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the the ad thing. I remember, I mean, for most of, has the internet been less monetized longer? Like, because I remember when mm-hmm. the ads first became a thing on Facebook and Instagram, it wasn't, they were never a part of it for mm-hmm. a while. And then mm-hmm. now every single element on social media is ad based. I remember at the very end, that girl was like, it's like kind of just browsing through a giant mall on mm-hmm. the internet yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It does feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the ads used to be on websites, you know, because right. I think people went to websites more often. You go to a website, you see some ads and banners there, and now everything is through Facebook. So you can you can pretty much read an entire new, entire news article through Facebook. You don't necessarily have to go click to to, to their website to see what's going on. And could, and could you imagine that in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand and ten? You know, if somebody says, "Where do you get your news from?" Yeah. And they say Instagram and Facebook. That's a normal thing to say. Yeah. Now. You wouldn't. Yeah. That would be a weird joke, before. right? Like, yeah. where did you get? Where did you get your news from? Facebook? My uncle on Facebook. <laughs> that crazy <laughs> uncle like who says crazy uncle. who says questionable things after two beers at the barbecue. That's where <laughs> I get my information from. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, to get to the the thesis of this particular documentary, it obviously covers a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, one of the big things was having so many of the actual social media platform creators. Mm all reverting being like we actually just wanted to like make some money and bring people Mm. together Mm. but we are even saying there is probably way more negative than positive at this point yeah 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 that's that's crazy they're basically saying like yeah we fucked up (laughs) we we didn't want it to go this far this is not what we started this for there was the the difficult issue wasn't there of artificial intelligence which like i don't i don't pretend to understand but there was one of the women uh speaking the lady with the blue hair was saying it's not strictly artificial intelligence. Like you said, it's conscious. It, it's sort of like Elon Musk says, we have the smartphone, we use the social media, mm-hmm. and it's like a cybernetic relationship, we're like cyborgs. Mm-hmm. So to the extent that it is conscious, it's because we're making it conscious. But at a certain point, what difference does it make? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, okay, by the definitions of artificial intelligence, that's not really, it's just algorithms, but but we are algorithms too. Yeah, yeah, but like we, we can be reduced and are reduced to algorithms. Mm. And so what's the difference? What did you guys think about this thing where they showed how it polarizes and then radicalizes people? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I, I thought that was scary, but beautiful at the same time. Right. It shows how simple people are, you know? Yeah. 
and how easily fooled we can all be. And even our parents, young people, old people, like so many people get radicalized on Facebook right. or Instagram or anything because you're going to see stuff that's geared toward you thinking. So you, you feel more comfortable there. You're like, yeah, I was right. See, this yeah, person see? agrees too. Yeah. And well, I actually, people say, people say the in, it's really easy to find false information on the internet. Actually, it's really easy to only be right on the mm -hmm. internet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. not, it's more of the problem that everyone's right. right. Everyone has the truth. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So at this point, is there really that much fake information when everybody is seeing that mm. they're right in their own little pocket of truth? Oh, like, so if you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a prism effect. You split the subject up into different prisms. And you go, well, from that angle, yeah. it's kind of true. And from that angle, right. that's kind of true. But there's no negative feedback. That's it. Because mm. everybody's right. Because mm. everyone has an echo chamber now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hard to look up something and have it just dispel you wrong. Because you can find the next thing that yeah, says you're right. That. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I mean, now it gets, even, it gets even deeper because now you have Facebook banning certain content. Yeah. That doesn't align with their values or their message that they mm -hmm. wanna that they wanna communicate or that whoever their sponsors right. are and that gets banned. So if you see something is banned, now you automatically assume okay that's wrong. Anyone who posts Good that point. or believes in that is, is is a bad person and they're a crazy person. So they get to decide what's <laughs> yeah. right and what's wrong. The owners is, of these giant corporate platforms. So and, yeah. so you're both Americans, American citizens. The the elections coming up. Do you think? that it's unfairly skewed to the left, regardless of whether we're left or right. Do you think that that's mm. these major social media platforms? Uh, Facebook or, or Facebook in general? I, I think what the, what the documentary missed was how powerful the media is. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, Facebook is powerful, but then you still have a certain generation of people who watch news. Mm -hmm. And most of the media, I think, leans toward the left in this, mm -hmm. in this day and age. Mm -hmm. And that's still a, a large amount of voters. There's still a large amount of voters who are not on, you know, they're watching Fox and CNN. I mean, Fox is right, but uh, CNN's left and they're watching other, you know, other news channels. So that, that's also uh, affecting it as well. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to like COVID and this stuff, then that's mm -hmm. like, there's a difference between how leftists think about COVID yeah. Yeah. and people on the right. That's the biggest divide. Yeah, yeah, currently. Bit, yeah. definitely. So it's, I think that that's affecting it a lot. But to be honest, I feel like you can find both to support any argument like you can right. find groups on Facebook that are right left it's all it's all there like mm -hmm. I don't I think the whole point of it is to make people divide like yeah you yeah. know and to, to, to bicker with each other and to, to yeah. kind of like create this tribalism so mm -hmm. so I mean I'm sure the documentary already said it but like so do you guys think that the way that these algorithms are set up divides us and polarizes us ten times I, what I think they've done are some very, very smart people have gone and said, where do we keep eyeballs on the screen? Because the only thing the shareholders care about is how many minutes of eyeballs do you get on the screen per day? Mm. And they've said, okay, if you go on forums or YouTube comments, contention, controversy, ra you know, rage posting, indignation posting, that keeps people really emotionally engaged mm -hmm. and spending more time than if it's like, oh, that's a cute picture of a cat falling off a skateboard. You know, so what? You, you let it go. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to get your point across, you're going to log in and go back to that argument yeah. again and again. And so I think it must have been incredibly tempting for them to say, let's get people pissed off and mad at each other and yeah. arguing. They yeah. must have done. They must have done. I can't just be paranoid, right? Yeah, I, th I think so. Especially with now with the fact checking and stuff like this. 
So like if you if you really believe what you think is correct and now you're being fact checked and Facebook gives you things that you you posted incorrect information. Now you see Facebook as a bigger enemy because then you're like, oh, they're, they're hindering upon my freedom of speech. They're saying what I'm saying is false, even though I have a whole other group of people that are saying this is correct. And, and so then it's a, you, you get even build even more hate toward the other. Yeah, side. yeah. That's <laughs> and I'm a victim. I'm a victim of this. Not a victim of it, but I, I, I've definitely like been where I'm just like, okay, no, I, I, am not gonna let Facebook fact check me. That I, I didn't ask them to fact check me. Like, right. That that's not their job, in my opinion, to to tell me what is true and what is not. Yeah. Who are the fact checkers? You know, like, who 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 fact checks the fact checkers? That's I mean, what I'm saying. It's like, crazy. You know. I mean, it's different. Like with Wikipedia, it's like you can go there. It's open source. You can go and edit stuff and you can put your sources and people can go in and change your thing and it still can go back and forth yeah i think it used to be like that i'm not sure if it's still like that yeah i, I remember seeing in the graph as uh the technology grew the, the graph of the the red and the blue in terms of political sides it started off actually pretty center way more center than i expected just yeah. 10 years ago it was like this the two mountains of left and right yeah. and then as the technology grew it went like this yeah. it went like this so apparently that we are the more more divided than we've pretty much ever been in modern times and it just mm -hmm. coincided with the growth of the acceleration of facebook and social media platforms but that's mm -hmm. why i think it's useful for everybody across the globe to look at america first and say well, okay well what's happening in america mm -hmm. we're not meeting in the middle anymore so i'm i'm sort of center center left and i look at like the thing that you say where if you're if you go off uh, message and you say you're going to say something that doesn't align with left values and it's a little bit more right wing if that's fact checked and then you and then i say i'm right wing i see that's fact checked but the left wing stuff isn't that radicalizes yeah. me i'm going to be pissed off i'm going to develop a victimhood narrative maybe even rightly but victimhood narratives always lead to that resentment and that rage don't they yeah. that's that's where things start to go right the way off the rails because it's like you're stopping me from having my freedom i have to fight back mm -hmm. it's usually like violence yeah. is, is the next step right yeah i mean it's happening right now in the united states i don't know if it's happening i don't know if it's happening because of facebook but you know I, I, they address some of these issues they address like you know this political stuff but they didn't address things like you know viral videos of tra traumatic experiences that get spread through right facebook like when it comes to the police shootings and this stuff like how how often do we need to see that you know mm -hmm. like yeah you can watch on facebook live someone die and that stuff yeah. doesn't get banned from facebook you know right but am i supposed to see that during the middle of the day while i'm just living my daily life right, yeah. you right. Know, like is it a good yeah. thing to have 100 people post that and then to, to relive it and uh, it's gonna get you angry yes that's a good segue actually um you're saying like you're just trying to take a shower, you're trying to take a poop or something, you see someone getting shot up and, and like whatever on your phone. I wanted to ask like, because this pretty much covers how social media became a part of our society and completely changed everything on our behaviors, in what ways has it directly affected your lives or where do you see it in terms of like how much it's altered everything you do or maybe how you think? It's very distracting, for example, like you'll be online and then someone sends you something or I'll be doing something creative, working on some music and then I'll get a message that says, oh, did you see this? Uh, another, another killing. And you're just like, right. attention, diverted. And then you watch that and now you're like, now you're zoomed in there mm -hmm. and you've interrupted your creativity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you're here, but you can't, I cannot do anything about this. I can't change anything. I can just go and share the information. And you're like, I'm sharing this information 
I'm letting, I'm bringing awareness to <laughs> yeah. you. Feel good about yeah, it, right, so you get yeah. dopamine. Yeah, you know, that's you're feeding that to yourself, and you feel like you making some small change in the world, but are you really? Or are you just like actually taking away from your own life? You know? Yeah, you're feeding the monster even more because you're you're they're harvesting the dopamine that you yeah. got from virtue signaling post. Yeah, man, that's a good point. They should have covered that in the video, man. That's a really good point. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a few things that. Uh, that like the documentary is good there's a few things that they missed that's that's one of them because that that's really gonna that's really gonna rewire your hormonal system your neurotransmitter system how you operate in the world as an individual that has to break out into the real world mm -hmm. I mean you said how is it affecting us I would say we can't subtract uh, social media to the uh, yeah. what do you what do we say on the videos instead of saying the word the plague the plague mm, you yeah. can't we can't subtract this from the plague you yeah. you can't you can't subtract social media from anything politics yes. the plague it's all there, yeah. police activity <laughs> mm -hmm. any political movement the way people shop what they shop for yeah. what we talk about bit the way business is run right. it's in everything because yes. it's in all of our fucking pockets yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right and we're submerged in it. Maybe what's your what's your screen time like right now? Mine's five hours a day. I don't uh, know. I think it's something like even more. Maybe I'm maybe double seven. digits. Maybe yeah. double digits for yeah. me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Think about that. That's I'm, a lot. That's not five hours a day. I'm just kneeling in the corner, going arm. Oh, that's like five yeah. hours a day where I'm interacting with something that I feel like I'm choosing. But as you've already said, I'm not really like I'm choosing maybe thirty yeah. percent, and the other seventy is like suggested. It's yeah. coercion, yeah. soft coercion. Right. right. Whoa. Yeah. Another another part of that distraction and implementation. I think they. So guys, if you haven't seen the social dilemma, please watch it. Don't watch cuties. Take that time if you're still on Netflix. Don't fucking watch that film. Watch Social Dilemma. It's actually something that Netflix did right. Yeah. Because the way that they depicted a lot of this information was illustrated with bits of like movie narrative yeah. plot yeah, yeah, yeah. and like some silly cyberpunk like um the act out scenes. Yeah. One of them is really good in a way where the kid ends up never speaking to the girl that he likes, actually. Yeah. When he's about to like talk to some girl that he likes, but because the algorithms purposely send notifications when you haven't been on your phone, yeah. he ends up going to his phone instead of talking to the girl that he likes. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. This, this, that fucking plot point is, he was gonna start a new relationship, but the yes. phone sucked him back into depression over his ex. Yes! It took him backwards. Yes. It took him backwards yeah. rather than letting him move forwards in his life because Whoa. Because it's it's all past focused, all the content that's on Facebook is that all mm -hmm. Instagram is already that which has already been. So yeah, it, it illustrates really, really well right. with that kind of thing. Yeah, in, in that case, it's beneficial for me because I don't want to go hit up new girls right now. So I, I want those notifications, but it, but I think it illustrates the point of like you you do want people do want to live real lives and do things in real life, but. The, these things are literally programmed for when you're about to or when you're off of it for a long period of time. It gets you... Yeah. It gets you back on. Back on. Especially to the younger people, which is a good point. Too. I feel that's that's what I feel the worst for it, are yeah. the younger people, man. Because, you know, imagine you grew up... Like, we grew up playing on the playgrounds after school, you know, going outside, hitting up your friends, staying out till, till the street lights come on and stuff like this. But as they said in the documentary, you know, most of these kids, they go home, they get, go right to the phones. You know, I see yeah. my little brothers are on their phones watching, like, some game or live stream. And videos. what kind of information are they getting when yeah. they get on social media at the age of 13? Your ears are too big, yeah. like that girl in the clip. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's kind of sad, you know. I, it, 
the other thing they brought up was like, what is it going to be like? Well, okay, we, we might be the last generation who have experienced life without social media for a few years of our life. Yep. Yeah. You yep. know, so what's going to be like for the generations that are just straight up born into it? And it's un, it's unimaginable to not have that in your phone. That's crazy, yeah. isn't it? To, to not have that yeah. immediately accessible because it's never further than this. You just could reach yeah. out and you know, like they're sleeping next to the phone. They know exactly where the phone is because it's the, it's an attachment. You're now fully yeah. attached <clears throat> to the fucking thing. So, so here's an interesting question. Do you think that people will would be more up to date, aware, and rational if they didn't, if we all weren't directly connected at all times on the phone? You uh, get what I'm trying to say? I do. One thing I would say, and I've I've stolen this from a stand up comic, an Irish stand up comic called Dylan Moran. We do not need to be this up to date. Okay. We, nobody needs to be this up to date unless. You know, the invaders are at the gates and they're 200 yeah. meters over. Yeah. And what well, are we up to date on? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are people that up to date? There's a lot of stuff people are missing still yeah. with all the information at our fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, there's, um, there's, the, there's like a prism effect, like you said, with, with certain issues where you break it down and nobody's really wrong on the issue. Because if you take it from any particular angle and sieve it through a particular ideological tunnel, it's kind of true. Yeah. And then there's this projection effect where there's relatively minor things happening with small groups, relatively speaking, of completely mentally ill people, mm. but it's blasted mm. up against the wall. Yeah. Social media, and you said mainstream media is just as guilty of this, because yeah. they're both fighting each other for eyeballs on the screen. And you think like, oh fuck, this is the world now. Yeah. This is the population. Everybody in this country is for that thing, or is about this. Mm. It's, t- it's just a minority. It's a minority yeah. of people who are, who are really into it. That, that skews our version of reality, our vision of reality, mm-hmm. I think, in a big way. That's a serious point. Yeah, I think uh, it's an interesting question to me because, like, people before didn't have the same amount of information. But does this information actually give you more insight and more, you're more aware of things? Which it does to a certain degree, but at the same time, there's like, I guess it's a really tiny little tightrope that you're walking. How much is too much? Is it better that we're able to read all this information? Does that actually make us more aware or are people more aware and more sane without it? You know what I mean? That's a good question, right? I think people are more sane without it, definitely. And people are more, I wouldn't say more aware, but they may be more mindful of what's happening in their own lives without it, you know? Okay. Because for example, okay, let's say you're worried about what's happening in the United States. Like a lot of people who are worried about what's happening in the States weren't from the U.S. and the U.S. is like a very advanced country. Mm-hmm. Nobody, it's, you can make a lot of money there. People are living pretty well, but everyone was so worried about the, these few incidents of mm. police brutality and stuff like this all around the world. Mm. And they take their money and they donate. But then you have other places in the world where there wasn't awareness spread and where people actually did need somebody huh. to help fund them or yeah, did need yeah. someone to come save them. And nobody cared because they're not loud enough and nobody's looking there. You know, that's a really that's a really really good point. I'd like to suggest that there's a sliding uh, scale, like a currency to awareness. Maybe there's uh, low quality awareness and high quality awareness. So we can be, we're all aware, but cheaply. Mm. Like, and, and like you said, what can you do about it? If you're aware of a hundred different things and can do something about none of them, mm. is that more or less useful than only being aware of like two issues, but you can actually reach out and do something about them? There's like a fu- there's a there's almost like a functionality element to it as well, and it is interesting what you say. Like why why these topics? You know why is why is this the burning issue du jour 
when, you know, just a few thousand miles that way, you got people being kidnapped, you got people being going through all kinds of, of horrors. No, 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 no. This, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is what, it's, um, it's interesting what gets a, a spotlight shone on it. And that's mainstream media and social media seems to be lockstep with that. Everything is conformist. The, the internet used to be weird. One of the uh, female researchers said that in Social Dilemma. The internet used to be weird. Yeah. On my YouTube, I used to get like magic cartoons, <laughs> some weird music, like it's super, and it would have like 232 views on it. Yeah. That's back in 2011, 2000. None of that comes through yeah. to me now. If it hasn't got more than 5,000 views with a channel for a tick from it, it's not getting recommended. Yeah, get to you. So er, everything's gone, the mainstream has become. Like it's in, it's grown. Mainstream has grown and grown and is engulfing all of the niche yeah. areas. So there's nothing left. That's so true. It's cool. It's cool to be mainstream in this generation. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Cool to be mainstream. If you're not mainstream, you're not relevant. You're not important, and there's no. Yeah. You're not in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pop culture is ultimately. I've always believed this is the the most the strongest force out there. I would even say pop culture in general can even surpass bits of government branches and shit mm. like pop culture and mainstream entertainment holds the populace's consciousness do you i mean most people don't even listen to cardi b watching but you know you know the songs you know you've yeah, heard yeah, her, yeah, you know, yeah, and know kardashian that. was the last time you actually watched anything kardashian probably forever ago maybe never but you know who that is as well yeah and that social media element plus the tying in with the mainstream media Plus pop culture is like that's the Illuminati of anything. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's why the CIA got to Joe Rogan and told him they had that he had to toe the line because he was holding the consciousness of millions of young men across America. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's Alex, Alex Jones talked about that on, on his show with uh, London Real, and he was like, he said Joe Rogan knows way more than what he talks about. Well, but what he, happened to him? He he can't talk about those things because right. he's got his handlers and he's just he, he doesn't want to be that that guy who's gonna because once you go to that end you you got problems okay semi-serious question when you say handlers do you mean like accountants and people who are focused on money or do you mean uh, handlers oh no. intelligence <laughs> no i don't think joe rogan's to the point where he actually has like handlers who are yeah. like oh no you do yeah. this you do yeah. that no but he's at the point where it's so much money involved and where that if he would upset the wrong parties it would just be detrimental to his platform they, right. they, they, they would just I mean you saw what they did to Alex Jones yeah, you yeah. saw what they did to London Real like kind of happened or started happening like London Real yeah. David Icke mm -hmm. so it's like you know you can get you can get pretty big on your own but once you start ruffling a few feathers they're gonna shut you down mm -hmm. you know, or try to shut you down I, I wonder if a government agency has actually gotten a hold I'm of I'm sure and just, and just if, said, if he can talk to Snowden what's I mean what's well, a he, phone call away from an actual government worker like right. yeah right I mean, and they're young now. They're young. A lot of people who work for CIA are young. They're That's young. a really 32? good point. That's 28? a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could put you two in suits and you would sit alongside yeah. CIA guys. Uh, yeah. You, you probably would be the manager <laughs> of the CIA guys, honestly, really. Like, yeah, it's going like, to be young. It's going to be young. And the older guys need young people to explain to them what the fuck is going on because they have this shit. It's going too fast for. Yeah, 40, right. 50 year old agent to know about yeah. that, was, that was a point I was going to make earlier right. about um, about Facebook is like if you said to me 10 years ago they're going to convince 50 and 60 year olds to do this every day I would have said there's no fucking way yeah. they'll be like why I can't even log in you know but now what we've all seen in our families is people in their like 40s 50s 60s 
totally addictive. They spend yeah. more time. Did you know that? Like, there was actually a statistic that a lot of, like, especially Facebook specifically, mm. more 38 plus, mm. 40 year olds mm. plus yeah. spend more time on social media than the actual younger kids. Because also on top of that, the kids actually mm. have to go to school still and whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So the mm. older people, they're just they later, but they're dead. yeah. You yeah. have the fucking that other depressing topic, elderly neglect. On top yeah. of that, so yeah. yeah, dude, I remember my fucking my grandma mm. ran up my mom's phone plan <laughs> because <laughs> she, she, my mom was like, hey, grandma. <laughs> How much are you actually on your phone? She's like rage posting on Facebook. Yeah, this shit was like triple digits. It was oh, like twenty four hours in a day. How is it three hundred and thirty five, man? She figured it out. Yeah. So so yeah. I mean, it has a handle on absolutely everyone. Yeah. And on your point, you're saying things are changing so fast. Yeah. Remember that chart that said a technological advancement? Oh yeah. yeah. In the last thirty years, it's like it's passed vertical. Almost went backwards on the chart. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's increased. I don't know millions. Yeah, trillions, trillions, like trillions exponentially. Yeah, it was like that was uh, the processing speed process, of the computers, yeah. year on year. And they were like, our brains haven't evolved at all. Yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah, but the computers have evolved a whole yeah. hell of a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the that's the. If there's a danger, it's how are you setting the algorithms? If it's just how do we monetize this as much as possible, and how do we keep eyeballs on the screen? We're gonna have a problem. Oh, we're having mm. problems because, well. You don't appeal to the best in human nature. That's mm. not going to work. If you appeal to the best in human nature, people are like, I'm going to put this phone down and spend some time with my children. Let's yeah. take a walk <laughs> at the fucking bar. But fuck that. You want them on there arguing, yeah. grumpy, cranky. And it's just, it's easy for me to say from the outside, but I, I look at that and I'm like, I would think some government legislation would really yeah. help. Re just just to be sure. like, you can't. You can't do this to people. We're too yeah. dumb. We're too mm -hmm. we're we're primates. We're we've we've just come to civilization. We've in terms of evolution, like a blink of an eye ago, we went from hunting to farming. Yeah. And now we're living together in these big collectives. You can't do this to yeah. us. If we have candy, we're gonna eat it all until we're yeah. sick. <laughs> right. And the government isn't really doing so much. I mean you have these congressional hearings with Facebook and Google and all these tech companies, but it's literally just them asking them questions for five hours, yeah. trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and no nothing ever gets done. They're just yeah. like Yeah, because those dudes are getting paid by the fucking social media people anyways. Yeah, right. you know? it's, it's yeah. Like the, the it's kinda of bleak. Yeah, all those damn politicians are running their own Facebook ads on their fucking platforms. Yeah, they they're getting the, the good time. side, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's uh, the way the way things are from from where we're looking at it now what do you think would be useful practical changes that could be brought in mm. yeah there's, there's yeah, we gotta go full Belarus and just ban it <laughs> I don't know if we should do that is that what Belarus did? I mean they had like during the election time they just took down the internet you know wow I mean it, so it sounds messed up and it probably was when you think about it after watching this you're like I get it like mm. from a certain standpoint yeah. If you want to control your people, yeah. And you have a product like Facebook, even if you're a dictator, yeah. you could have another side who is just as bad as you but wants what you have. So they're yeah. gonna use Facebook against yeah. your own population, against your own government, and then try to take you over. So like, yeah. I get these dictators like this who are like, you know, fuck, yeah. I'm not gonna let my people use Facebook. Yeah, it's a genuine threat. <laughs> it's a genuine it's a threat. threat. So of course it is. Switch it off. Yeah. But if you go on if you go on Instagram, it's like, Oh my god, this is happening, oh it's so bad. Well, if you were in power, you would do the same thing. It's, it's war for them. They're not yeah. going to let the West come in and take their shit. You, right. you, just, you guys just brought up a really <laughs> bleak point because 
you ban you start banning Instagram social media for youngers, right? Mm -hmm. And then we all vote for it. Like you're right. I don't think thirteen year olds should be having pe people judge their pores or ears and the size of them. Mm -hmm. And then it goes like, okay, maybe we should raise up the age limit. Maybe we should now restrict the time on it. Mm -hmm. But then that's just a step away from Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, which is I mean, what what all three of us are probably in an area that we know very little about, but isn't politics always one step away from Belarus? <laughs> Aren't we always like right. because because if you're a policymaker, you don't want to treat your people like children, yeah. but you can't let them do whatever they want because yeah. this is what we get. And I, I would, I, there must be like a, a middle ground where you say, okay, maybe for a time, period of time, we say, look, we don't know what the long term effects are, but it seems to be that for very young people, especially girls, it's yeah. very detrimental to your oh, mental yeah. health. We're, we're, it's it's eighteen plus. It's yeah. effectively it's it's like porn, but for your mm. emotions mm. and and it mm. we we know it fucks. Yeah, they brought up the suicide rates and oh, depression rates. Uh, if you guys don't know, apparently you you probably know the statistics better than I do. If you can tell everyone, like uh, the the ones that were cited in the film are from the CDC, which is a, an American source. But I've got statistics from the NHS that sounded very very similar. So. You've got the the worst one is between ten and fourteen. If you look at ten year ten year old girls to fourteen years old, the ten year olds to fourteen year olds think about how young that is for a second. Little girls showing up to accidents and emergency with very serious self harm wounds went up by a hundred and fifty percent from two thousand and nine to now. So as social media usage became ubiquitous, the number of young girls who felt so bad that they physically harmed themselves enough to go to a hospital emergency room mm. tripled, tripled in 11 years. It's crazy. I mean, and and the, the psychology research is out there saying like, we know what platforms do this. We know what kind of images mm. do the damage to the young girls. And you still, like you say, you can pay, the social media companies pay. There was a group of doctors in the UK last year that came out and said, um, we're a group of doctors, so you have to listen to us. Uh, there is no evidence that social media usage affects mental health, which really? is a lie. It's a total lie. You just go through Google <laughs> Scholar and look, there's at least 14 papers that will come up for you within the last 10 years that bear this out. Instagram and Facebook usage, especially when young girls are looking at pictures of, of photoshopped, beautiful, makeup women, it messes them up. It really depresses them. It really affects their self-image badly. They're very vulnerable to that. Yeah. I think we could start there at least. Yeah, yeah that definitely. makes sense. I mean, even, even 21, 22, 23-year-old <coughs> women, you know, you can see it affect them. I see with my wife, you know, scrolling through, you see, oh, this girl has this, this girl has that, I don't have this. Yep. And you just, you can go into a bad mood. That can ruin your whole day. So yep. if you already yeah. have some type of, you know, uh, mental disorder or, you know. That, that brings up a very uh, uh, similar position where social media also makes you act and think younger. Yeah. Because the whole, the whole platform of social media, whatever, I feel like it's very, very similar to how high school works. Mm. It's all physically based. People are bickering back and forth, bullying the next person, really reactionary, can't have a serious discussion without attacking the other person. Those are all infantilized behaviors. Mm -hmm. And from social media, like even though you're saying that she's a bit older, like there's a few patterns with people that are my age now and maybe even a bit older that makes them act younger in a bad way not just like immature like i like to have fun at the 
you know, yeah. she doesn't jump on the trampoline here and there, but like mm. being reactionary and emotionally stunted. Yeah, hundred percent. That's definitely true. Yeah, I noticed that for myself as well. Like, I mean, as a musician, you are, you know, you, you got to be on social media. You know? Right. You're, you're always looking. You're always worrying about your followers and your likes and these things that I wouldn't have to worry about if I was just working a nine to five somewhere. Like, my friend is an accountant. He doesn't have Instagram. Or, or Facebook and we keep in touch and he, he lives in a whole nother world like he yeah. worries about totally different things than I worry about on a yeah. day to day basis you know so I still have to worry about these kind of like trivial things that seem trivial but they're necessary for me to survive right yeah. uh, see and and the problem uh, in addition to that is that you do it for business which makes sense yeah. you do it to build your, your brand or whatever to make sense but I think the the line is when people don't even have a brand or business that they're running at all yeah, but yeah. they're judging their whole self value and worth off of likes and attention. It encourages people yeah. to think of themselves as a brand, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to log on as Robert Smith. What's the Robert Smith brand about? Well, I like this. I like. Let me tell the world. Your brain is telling you you're telling the world. You're actually telling 113 people. Half of them are people you don't speak to anymore from high school. Uh, but, but that's the standard social media usage is, is like that. Because when we discussed it afterwards... It's impossible to, again, you know, you're trying to pass fact from fiction, where's the division, where's the boundary. If you're using social media to promote yourself as a musician, yeah. it's really hard, I think, for you to get back to what it would be like to just use it. Mm. As, so we've all got projects online. Yeah. So your usage of it is about furthering a project. Mm. And I think that's one step away from, you're just, I, well, what's the project? if you're just using it personally, to be seen. Mm -hmm. You're trying to be heard, you're trying yeah. to be seen. Not for any other reason, just mm -hmm. that, please look at me. Which I think that's probably gonna be the most psychologically negative way yeah. to use it. Because if, you're if you get a dislike or you lose followers, that's because the music, or if I, if I do it, they didn't like the latest psychology video I put out. If I lose followers, it's me. Mm. That's me they're rejecting. Yeah. That's a personal, Ooh, yeah. that's yeah. gonna feel it, The documentary didn't touch on that at all. Mm -hmm. like, I remember when Facebook first, like before Instagram came out, Facebook made a page. Yeah. And that was like, oh, a page. Yeah. And I remember like when I made a page as an artist, it was like eight years ago. Yeah. And, and someone's like, wow, you have a page. Like, yeah. how did you get, you're, you're like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing yeah. something. You have yeah. a page. Yeah. Now it's like, you could just make Instagram and you just put, oh, I'm a public figure. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Everybody's a fucking public figure. Right. Everybody's an artist. Everybody's yeah. some type of creative, but are they, are they all, you know? Right, like, right, right. We can't, well, we can't. It's like that thing of saying if we're if we're all musicians, nobody's a musician. Exactly. If we're all social media influencers, right. nobody's. nobody's right. Yeah. That's just being a person now. Yeah. It so it there is um we discussed this didn't we the Sam Backman concept of malignant egalitarianism where everybody it actually makes everybody the same. Mm. And if you are higher than me, I don't want you higher than me. Mm. Feel, so I have to do something to make it so you're not higher than mm. me. Like I have to. Cancel. Uh, cancel or or do something internally or externally that just brings you down because I'm experiencing narcissistic injury because you make funk music and I don't. <laughs> and that hurts my soul. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's, how, that's where social media takes us, I think. Yeah. It's like everything should be flat and everything should be equal. And it's like, what in life is... That's not life. Life isn't... Can't, can't function like that. That's kind of like a Stalinist sort yeah. of a thing. So that means that the idea of this simulated reality, AKA the matrix, 
that's social media, which is a living entity controlled by people yeah. that knows what to send out and what you want to watch, integrates like a parasite into your psychology mm -hmm. and convinces you that that is true reality mm. out of everything else. Yeah. And in the Matrix, everybody was reduced to a human battery, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the documentary made this point very well that in the Matrix of social media, we're all reduced to, I think they called us nodes in a supercomputer. Okay. So you're not a person anymore. You're yeah. Which is why it's infantilizing, because right. it's reductive. Uh, you're just a, you're a user. Yes. Yeah. We're all users. Users. Oh, the bet. Oh, this is the, the really awesome quote. They said the only two industries that you that use the word user to describe your customers are are the drug uh, illegal drug trade yeah. and social media. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you have drug users and social media users. <laughs> That's it. That yeah. was the, the other good quote. Wasn't wasn't there a quote that was something like, "If you're not paying for the product, you, you are, are the product." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's so true. I, I love the the woman. What is she said? She compared it to economics. She was like, you know, like human commodity yeah. and humans of scale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So in the documentary, they basically say, if you guys haven't seen it, it's that every single person is reduced to a profile, and they can basically track what your next actions are to like a ninety-seven percent accurate accuracy rate, or even yeah. further than that. Mm -hmm. So all of these platforms are basically made so these this industry can build a model of your own behaviors with 99% accuracy and they sell your behavioral patterns to companies mm. because when those companies know your behaviors mm -hmm. then they'll know what to market and who will buy what at what time and why Mm. And, and somewhat scarier than that it's not a static model it's a moving model yeah, it's it always knows, adjusting it knows when you've gotten depressed it knows when you fell in love it knows when you're heartbroken wasn't there a case where a woman realised that Facebook had figured out that she was pregnant because it's like she hadn't told anybody Damn. but it started advertising to her pregnancy related products and it figured it out based on I don't know, like the, recognition. The, the, the way she was liking other baby photos or something, Ooh. her age, Very the way she was communicating, <laughs> yeah. yeah, to get a temperature <laughs> off her thumb yeah. on, on the laptop and it figured out she was pregnant and you just think, whoa, hang on, I didn't, I didn't sign up for that, I just wanted to share some dumb photos with my friends, I don't want to be analysed and right. used in that way. You know, for There's a menstruation but, app that, that Annie has and you go there and you, you dialogue, I'm sorry, you like a, document all your you know menstruation oh yeah feelings and everything and that i'm sure that ties into something oh yeah that it's like related to facebook and they, well, yeah your cycle starting here's an ad for a new you know hygienic thing yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah. But, you know but like it even goes as simple as just like for example they watch your videos maybe mine we talk about mental health or something better help you know the mm -hmm. therapy app just mm -hmm. pops up as an ad before our video starts it's, it's it doesn't even have to be that technical mm, yeah. the fact that they're watching a video on anxiety is actually enough information for them to record and know what your next few videos are. Right, right. Mm. It's, uh, it's, I mean, that, that feeds back into outside of social media into the way the technology monitors us. This thing with Alexa listening, we now know it listens to all the conversations, it knows what freaky stuff you say to your girlfriend when you're about to come, which is really, really <laughs> weird. <laughs> 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 The, the, I even had the, the experience recently we were talking about music and music production and I said something like I don't know anything about music production and you're like oh you do this with the levels blah 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 
next fucking three adverts on Instagram. No, you can download this app. It's going to show you how to do music production. I was like, I fuck you. Not fall over that. So, with um, the the social media going in that direction where it kind of automatically propagandizes us. How much of this do you think this is just dumb humans being self-indulgent and how much of it is Illuminati evil agenda? That's a good question. Damn, I think it's a mix of both. I think it's like, you know, someone, someone creates it, it ends up having these possibilities and then someone says, oh, how can we use this right. that's, for, that's for our own exactly. benefit? And, and there's many parties, you know, it's not, you know, everybody has access to it. So it just matters, oh, how much money do you have? How much can you pump into right. it so that you can use it for your benefit? Like, like there's good things about it, you know, like when I'm using the ads or when we're using something, we want to target specific people. It, it helps us, it helps more people view our content. Yeah. Or listen to my music or something like this. Not really <laughs> Facebook, but Google ads and stuff like this. So it's like, yeah, there's good things. And the more money you have, the more you can pump into it. And yeah. the more you can get up get from from it. So yeah. I don't know if it's like so yeah. evil, you know? Yeah, I'm more leaning towards that. And then the evil just comes as the biggest byproduct that doesn't seem like a byproduct anymore because it's so evident. Like all, all these people that did or it featured in the documentary, they just had guilty consciences because they didn't realize the impact of what they were actually making. They didn't realize it would split up a fucking fourth of the world. No, sorry, three-fourths of the world. They didn't realize that governments yeah. would utilize this to uh, radicalize fucking developing yeah. nations and throwing rifles in kids' hands. They didn't realize that all these girls would be committing suicide and going through self-harm. They just wanted the bag. You know, they wanted the money. And then... From there, whoever becomes a part of it, are like, okay, we want money too, and then sell it to people. Then the people do it, and then byproduct comes out, and it's evil. It's like it's. I, mean, I hate to get biblical, but it's very similar to Adam and Eve. You know, it's like the tree of that tree of knowledge. You know, well, from my phone is from that fruit. Yeah, man. <laughs> or Pandora's box. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the same thing. You don't, age old tales. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what you're gonna open up when you start these. Yeah. Interesting synchronicity this morning. I, I was asleep and the phone kept ringing and ringing. There's a woman on reception and she, she was like, somebody's calling for you. And I was like, nobody knows I'm here. And there was a woman who was like, Adam, are you Adam? I was like, no, I'm not Adam. I'm not Adam. Leave me alone. You should have been like, are you Eve? Are you Eve? <laughs> nice. Are you Eve? Even half asleep. Like, I'm trying to quit, man. I got the whole test, baby. I got an apple. <laughs> Folks, if you've got any questions, make them one sentence long and uh, send them through to us. Do you know we've done nearly an hour? Already? Yeah, I actually checked my watch. I was like, oh shit, that was an hour blazing through. I'm going to go yeah. pee while you guys ask a question, please. Ask a question, guys. Feel free to ask anything at all, but if you could make it one sentence long and end in a question mark, that would... Hey, Piggy, you should give your info, your social media info oh, yeah. while we're here. <laughs> oh yeah, hit me up, guys and girls. Picky Mickey. P-I-Q-I-M-I-Q-I. Check out my music. And Check the, out my YouTube. The, the, the music you do is, uh, it's funk, right? Yeah, I mix like funk, synth pop, new wave, nice. 80s, 90s. I'm really into this. Uh, I really love old school music, so I kind of tie in my parents' generation of music with what's happening now and then make my own make my own new sound from that. Very energetic and positive. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I heard uh, on Pierre's Instagram story some of the rap that you guys... Oh, yeah, we're working on some That was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Any advice on reducing time on the net? How would you advise people to reduce that internet time? That's a, that's a good one. Actually, like I started doing this a few weeks ago. I started picking times where I would say, okay, I'm going to take these two hours and I go on Instagram. And the rest of the day, I was just doing my thing, you know, or I would set alarms. So if I was working on music, I'd work on something for 45 minutes, take a 15 minute break, kill some time on Instagram for 45 minutes and just set timers like this. So I just, you know, controlled myself so I wasn't getting distracted because I, I find that I get really distracted from social media, especially with all the political stuff going on. I'm right. really into politics. So I'm like, ah, I love having these conversations with people, but it takes a lot of time away from. It really does suck up time, doesn't it? It does. It does, man. And then you and then you look back and you're like, wait, was was Michael Jackson? You know, he would have been just working on his craft. You know, oh like, yep. How, yep. We're we're gonna miss some Picasso, some Michael Jackson, some Diana Rosses because we got social media, too many distractions, and people can't focus on their craft. I think that uh, actually the social media makes those characters extinct. Because yeah, you, you have two routes. They can't work on their craft because marketing is the art now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or if they're really good at their craft, they didn't market themselves on social exactly. media, so they will, will never be fine, found it. So it's literally running these craftsmen and craftsmen yeah, just to that. That's real. Yeah, it, it's real, man. It's real. I remember I purposely uh, pivoted towards marketing because mm. I was like, we live in the social media world. I have to. Can't beat it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta figure out. I actually was gonna ask you before because uh, me and Pierre went through this hypothetical the other night of like if they took social media away, can you find other outlets for what you're using social media for? Is there anybody in Prague you can sit down with and have these political discussions with? And yeah. would you be able to promote your music locally? You're you're that's good at a that. good question. No, like, dude, he's a master at it. Actually, you're oh, yeah, really I good at. Local, well, I, like, I, I I've taken a break now with all the COVID stuff, but yeah, we we made parties and we we used to organize monthly parties, concerts and everything like this. You know, I found him because yeah, of that. Just oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Get people together and we or, we organize this kind of like kind of speakeasies where, just, 150, 200 people, some oh, live music shit. and stuff like this. Oh, but at the same time. It's it's hard to organically promote music without the backup of social media, you know. Right. Stuff. The more views something has, the more people show up to the concert. You know, right. the more followers you have, the more people know what's happening. So it's like this. In terms of satiation, how much do you enjoy doing the live local events? Do you like it? I really love it, but the amount of work you have to do now to promote it, because so many things change. It used to be that when you would post an event mm. on Facebook, that everyone would see it. Right. So when we were talking about how the, like, the algorithm this stuff changed, when that, when that changed, I started getting less turnout, because right. oh. when you would send someone an event, mm. they don't see it anymore. Yeah. So and even oh, I, yeah. So so and and because I'm not on Instagram as much, like mm -hmm. I I have like maybe seven thousand followers there, because I'm not like all on it all the time. Instagram started showing myself to less and less people. So now from the seven thousand, maybe only like ten percent of those people see what I do. Right. And if I want to get through other people to to see what I do, what I'm releasing, I have to pay for those ads. Right. So it started it started killing me, man. Like trying to promote stuff just h more and more hustle oh I gotta call this person right this person Ooh, damn. harder and harder to get the yeah, same yeah, to, yeah you know because they won't see it they'll see something else you know they'll see other things here's a question for you uh, guys from Prima what do you make of the shortening attention spans of people mm. the rise of TikTok and the evolving devolving of social media 
Shortening attention spans. Do you see that as a problem? Is that a real thing, do you think? That's a real thing, bro. Like, look at TikTok. When you scroll through it, you just get these 15 seconds. Funny. Oh, funny, cute. Yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's so much more you could do with your time. I mean, uh, uh, the, gr- the greatest example is, like, when I first came to Czech Republic, every, I think it was every Friday or Sunday, you used to see people dressed in suits and uh, guys in suits, girls in nice dresses, and they would go to the opera. Young people would mm-hmm. go and watch opera. Mm-hmm. That's dead. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist anymore. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit about theater or opera, this shit. Yeah. But where you, your, your energy is still going somewhere else, man. People can spend an hour, just, just right there, an hour on the TikTok. So imagine, like, the money you would have spent at paying the person to see the opera or some theater, they're not getting that anymore. You're not spending your time there. You're spending your time here. And now another creator from some fucking other country you don't even know about, you're giving them money. But, like, locally, you're not supporting shit. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, it's killing, like, the art scene. The localized everything, you know? Yeah, I have a pretty extreme view on the ADHD thing. I am just the poster boy for this type of shit. I actually just made a video not too long ago that I have to edit probably after this. But I, I, I'm at a point where I genuinely believe that ADHD is the new brain and we're all going to function like that, especially the younger generations. I think that we're at a transition period where everything outside of us is running ADHD. TikTok, social media platforms, how we communicate, jumping from three, five people at once. You used to just talk to one person at a time. No, mm-hmm. you talk to 30 people at the same time. You're running through DMs, switching through. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to the opera. You're look, looking at six different social media platforms. It's restructuring our brain to that extent. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there would be a way to revert it that like, I don't know, it's that's gonna be very difficult. So it's not more for of... me, comrade. They go in gulag, no fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> Three months yeah. later, they are cured. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think ADD is the new brain. And if if you want to live in that world, yeah. you can you got to adapt to it and live your life and learn how to function with it. Or you can just tune out and drop out and find some sort of commune or yeah. whatever. But that's not my thing. It's interesting, actually, the point about adaptation. Again, missed in the documentary a little bit, really. Mm. Humans adapt to whatever you give them. Mm-hmm. So if you give them social media that only rewards the most narcissistic, dumbest shit imaginable, <coughs> TikTok, um, <laughs> you know, that's what people are going to do. That's what they'll invest their time in. We're, we're goal-oriented creatures. If the context yeah. is yeah. all the berries and all the fruits, the likes, is over there, everybody yeah. fucking goes over there, you're going to do... You're going to do what's required. That's the adaptation. Mm-hmm. Here's a good question. Uh, marketing is the craft, says switch off your devices. Uh, he's a gentleman from Liverpool, also a musician. Is social media the ultimate toxification of the information ecology? And what does this mean for the way we make sense of reality? Can you clarify that question? So is uh, when we're looking at the information environment, is social media the most toxic thing in that information environment? Because it's, as you mentioned, it's forums, it's Wikipedia, it's Reddit. Mm. Is social media the worst element of the information ecology? I, well, what else is there? I think so. Like Reddit is not is, is actually okay when it, come, yeah. when it comes to like social media, I feel like, okay. compared to like TikTok or something like that. Right. TikTok is horrible. Yeah. Like, it's, it's I mean, th- even like it's, yeah, he's a musician. Like for for music, imagine as a musician, you make the song. Okay, let's see, you're a three minute song. Like you can't encompass those three minutes from fifteen seconds. It's not going to attract you to a song unless it's just like some catchy shit. So now people are making like TikTok mm-hmm. songs that are just like repetitive, catchy. Whereas like I'm making a funk track. You can't. I I, I can't put express myself in fifteen seconds. Nobody's right. going to go and find some 
no, nobody's gonna go find Childish Gambino song on TikTok. And be like, oh my god, that, what's that? They're gonna yeah. go find like Trigger Ass Bitch Dog talking to TikTok. And that's like, like that's a fucking great track. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, pull that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like, <laughs> really? <laughs> then you're like, oh, what's that? Yeah, no. People are purposely making 15 second hooks to, just to know. Uh, Drake made Tootsie Slide for TikTok reasons. He made that 15 second clip of the dance steps, just timed it perfectly to put it on TikTok. Wasn't Old Town Road? Yeah. That was, that that was like the first yeah. big one to get on yeah, TikTok. That, everybody after that followed that blueprint. There's a, there's a bachata track that blew up on TikTok. I think yeah. it just happened to have a really, really st- stupidly catchy sort of first 15 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. But that's what they danced to. They danced to the opening of it. And it's not even about the bachata. It's about, yeah. these, it's about scantily dressed women, yeah. you know, moving themselves around. Um, so yeah, in terms of that question, yeah. it's I don't. I mean, what else is there in the information ecology? Hey, you got you only got the internet. Oh, uh, who's asking if social media is the worst thing? No, oh. the internet. Social media and and education. Yeah, like uh, university education, especially I think in America is. There's lots of indoctrination happening there. So right. if people are not educated on the university level or even on the high school level to be wary of these things. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I can't se- I don't think it's fair to even separate social media and information ecology. Okay. Like, I mean, how, how can you? It's part of the information. Mm. It, I mean, all of it is all social media. You share these articles. You share this information. You find this information somehow through a social media platform. That was uh, right after we watched uh, The Social Dilemma. We, we were chatting for a bit, weren't we? And we were saying, like, what is and what isn't social media? How do you pass that? Mm-hmm. Like, is I think fun. everything is. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, you, you're probably the only person that looks into the actual DSM site and, like, pull up a research article. You know, I don't think I've met anybody else that has when you should. Right. But, I mean... I don't do that. You know what I mean. I, like, I, I have a suspicion that that will it'll swing back that way. That people will clean up their uh, social media usage, and uh, Sam Vaknin's uh, championing that at the moment, where he's saying like, "We, you've got to really stick to the research. You've got to actually stick to the people who wrote about this. You, can, you can't just make it up. You yeah. Pull it out your fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not going to help." Um, he, he also goes on to say, "What is this?" mean for the way we make sense of reality do you think social media is negatively impacting the way we even make sense of things definitely uh, but you can still make sense of reality in many ways I mean one not to get all like spiritual and shit but I mean people gotta like fucking meditate and breathe and shit and and spend time by themselves and, and detached from social media you have to spend time during the day to do that when you do things like that you just you, you can figure out what's real and what's not. Like, mm-hmm. just use your common sense and your connection with the universe is gonna, is gonna tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> that intuition is still there, still attached to you, you're still human. Yeah. You know? Like. Yeah. I actually, well, one of the things that I've thought um, for uh, the antidote to this actually is meditation because it's the one time you're not actually consuming or producing. Mm. You just sit and, and you're back in reality for it. And it's, it's kind of a relief. Yeah. You know, there's no performance element to it. Hmm. Um, a couple of people have asked me to ask this question by June Wolf: Why are women so underrepresented as creators on social media platforms? What? 
No. I oh, don't. come on. No way, man. I'm sorry. I'm very centered with a lot of opinions. <laughs> this is no. one thing I will guarantee. There's so many uh, women creatives on social media that, that I follow. I mean, they'll do it. Most of the YouTubers I watch are. I watch a lot of females, man. Okay. Like. Piano <laughs> <Yeah>, got triggered. <laughs> back. Do you. I mean. <laughs> I don't even know where Nobody to stop nobody's stopping them. You know, you have to you have to go and do it. No no there's Dude. that's actually the one place okay. where there's no barrier to entry. Yeah, I was gonna say the barrier for entry for a man versus a woman is very, very different on social media. This is coming from somebody who spent so much fucking time learning marketing, how social media works. I mean, you know how hard it is trying to publicize your music, you're you know, yeah. you're using ad revenue, ad sense, all this other stuff. But how many uh, female creators on social media are able to just get like explored for everything, like makeup, music, modeling, stuff like this. They have with more options, there. to be honest with you. And yeah. they get more, it's... Dude, we bust our fucking ass. Yo, I, we I just, bust our fucking ass. I just man. look at it like, like even even my wife, like she, she has less followers than me, but she gets more likes because she's pretty. Like people, when she when she posts something, people are like, "Wow, the makeup, wow, the styling, wow, the body, wow!" Like, mm -hmm. I I can't get that type of attention. <laughs> like, I... the, we were the three of us were in a, a meeting before this uh, for a social media company in in uh, Prague uh, that we might work with, and uh, I was talking about trying to help new people break into YouTube. Uh, the three people I'm trying to help break into, they're all the all girls. The okay. three the three are all are all women, but. Uh, like you say, it's a lot of work now. It's not easy now. Uh, it, 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 there's a, there's a, there is a little bit of a push um, to make it happen, but I hear you. Like it, I feel like, I don't know, me personally, I feel like women are very good marketers. They're very good at marketing, especially this, in this day and age. I, I don't see any barriers well, to communication. Yeah, that communication, communication, marketing. That's what it is. And, and girls are color. really good at it. They understand color better. Okay, well, look, <laughs> girls are really good at communication and aesthetics. Mm. Aesthetics and communication. Social media is all aesthetics and it's yeah. all communication. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, we, we don't believe that there's an underrepresentation. If anything, I need to learn from, from more females right. how, to, how to better market myself. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I uh, <laughs> Jesus. The, the reason why don't let them believe me. No, don't let them. The reason why I'm really frustrated because I've, I've hustled for so goddamn long for this platform. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere, but yeah. damn, it's still not anywhere near from what I've seen online. So. There's a, there's a follow-up question from a different person that says, okay, so women that aren't focused on looks and status, just on intellectual discussions. So, that, so their question might be not why are women being held back, but why is there not more women producing intellectual debate-type material on YouTube? Hmm. I mean, it's, I don't know. Like, I mean, if, if they wanted to, they'd probably succeed just as much. Look at Candace Owens, come yeah. on. Candace Owens, that's a great example black female super intellectual super hated super loved i mean her platform is giant and, she, yeah. and she's talk, talking some shit that people don't want to hear and yeah. she's big and i would also <laughs> say how how much of the percentage of these new journalists that are popping up on twitter all over mm. the place a mm. lot of them are female man mm, a lot of the ones that write all these articles and even the ones discussing stuff in videos they're huge too i i think in the conspiracy theory or let's say alternative narrative field there's there's plenty and it is intellectual it's not based on looks there's there's a couple 
of female producers of uh, content, they don't even show their faces. You the only know they're female because yeah. the voiceover is female. So they, they are there. Um, have a look around. You, you will find them. Yeah, you're going to find them. Um, okay. Uh, any other questions, folks? I suppose we are meandering uh, gently <laughs> towards a close here. Um, Jessica Arino says, how do we protect kids and teenagers? Yeah, that's one thing that me and Richard ended up agreeing with after watching The Social Dilemma. Yeah. Uh, I do actually believe that there an age restriction is not stupid. Yeah, you're right. I think an age restriction before high school, at least, like maybe before 16, they should mm. really either limit a lot how much social media they consume or maybe none at all. Because... When, you, when you're that age, you live life like social media because everyone's judging you, your physical appearance, people are bullying each other in real life. Mm -hmm. But then you put a phone in there, just amplify that times a thousand. And the teachers can't see what's happening. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm right. not in high school right now. I don't know how that's regulated. You know, when bullying happens on social media in the high school or in the middle school, how is that regulated by the teachers and the administration? Do they even know what's happening? Like so many things can go on on social media and, and nobody can know what's happening. The parents don't know. Teachers don't know. The administration doesn't know and it's just between the kids and each other and that can just cause so many problems because nobody's there to to kind of police that and that's like a whole other monster i mean I, I, it's it's an interesting question and it feeds back into i think one of the things that we started out with which is it's very difficult to pass what is affected by social media and what isn't because it's so ubiquitous mm. it's in everything so you can't be like ah oh, that's the social and that's not including the bullying, including the way teachers respond to bullying, the way par the other parents backing the teachers up. All of that has shifted, certainly since I was at school, and I think significantly mm. even from, from when you were at school, like it's very hard to police is the right word to, because parents don't back up the institution. They don't mm. back up the, the teachers. So the teachers are trying to fight this. They have no, there's no punishment. There's no sanction they can mm. offer the kids. So they're like, okay, don't do it. Or let's have a seminar raising awareness of bullying as if the reason why the kid bullying another kid is because he doesn't know it's a shitty thing to yeah. do. They know perfectly well <laughs> it's a shitty thing to do. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. But I would, uh, in my uh, uh, tyrannical dictatorship, I would be saying um, not, not for under 18s at all mm -hmm. not not until we know more mm -hmm. or or you would need social media that's created specifically for under 18s where there is there, there can be no sexualized imagery mm -hmm. at all nothing is rated on how you look your body type or your face it's completely banned there's no mm -hmm. images i don't even know what you could share there <laughs> like, I know, yeah. math, maths problems history questions yeah. <laughs> that's on my social media yeah <laughs> yeah i think the the early days of like myspace was kind of like that it was it wasn't so sexualized it wasn't that toxic at all it was more of just a fun little platform but it's really devolved into like for younger kids just a bunch of toxic shit myspace yeah. was was hearkening back to a different time where the most interesting thing about you wasn't how sexy you were it would be like oh i'm a goth yeah. or i'm yeah. into funk or right. well you're into funk well i'm i'm into Right, and then that was your style, yeah. and then you'd have goofy pictures of exactly. yourself representing that. It just that. took the high school yeah. elements that were more harmless, like what phase you were in, right. kind of put out there. There was still yeah. drama, but you would have the drama still just through high school, but yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't multiplied. It wasn't mm. like intentionally shit-starting the, the social media. you had media. friends, not followers. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. 
few yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big. You weren't trying to compete difference. with how many friends you have, you know? Like, right, <laughs> right. If anything, you didn't accept some people. Be like, I don't know this guy. Yeah, right. my friend. Right. <laughs> that's a good T-shirt. I want friends, not followers. <laughs> that's, a good line. that's a good line. Um, okay, well, I think we've nailed it to the floor. Okay, well, I have to go stand up and end the stream. So if you guys have any closing statements, uh, you can remind everybody the social media that you oh, have. Oh, thank you guys for inviting me. I appreciate no it. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm Picky Mickey. Hit me up on Instagram. I also have a YouTube channel, too, where I've been talking about my ideas about things. And also, I got my music videos there. P-I-Q-I-M-I-Q-I. Excellent. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as ever, thank you very much for your time and for your attention. Thank you, sir, for coming on.